I'm Delina. And I'm Gabby. And this is One Podcast Fits All, a show made by funny Latinas who refuse to fit in. Every Tuesday, we'll talk about our struggles, regale you with embarrassing stories, fascinate you with original sketches, and delight you with hilarious parodies. One, One Podcast, podcast Fits All. all. Welcome back to One Podcast Fits All. We invite you to visit our website and connect with us on our socials. OnePodcastFitsAll.com is our website. You know, thanks so much for lending us your ears. If you enjoy our show, please uh, go over and show some love by rating, reviewing, and most importantly, subscribing. That way, every time we make a brand new show, you will be the first to know. Um, All of this through Apple and Spotify. You could leave a nice review on Apple. Spotify just started letting people rate it. So do us a solid. Get in there and do your thing. Just like we get in here and do our thing for your thing. Thank you. Today we talk about the Crimson Tide. We Ooh. menstruate every month since our teens. And it still feels like we're still learning about it and discovering new adventures in bleeding. Let's talk about it. Period. Oh man, periods. We've gotten so acquainted with them. And yet... It's the bane of our existence, I feel like. And I feel like every time I get my period, it's like the first time. (laughs) You never get used to it. You never get used to it, dude. It sucks every time. Yes. You never get used to it. And especially like when I'm PMSing, this is something that, that I've talked to Danny about before, where I forget that I'm about to get my period and I really think I'm going crazy. Yeah. Like my emotions feel so real. Mm -hmm. And when I get upset, it's so intense. And then the minute the period drops, you're like, oh, oh, (laughs) like, I don't know what the math is, but like I got my period when I was 12. So I've been menstruating for. 18 years, 19 years, yeah, 20 ask, years. Don't ask me about the math. I want to say I was like 13. No. Okay, so that means we've been perioding for over 20 years. Yeah, it's a very long time. It's a very long you time know, to do something and be surprised at it. Yeah. Origin story. The When I first got it? Your first period. I don't even remember it. Really? I really don't remember it. I remember that it was there's a lot of anticipation. My friends would talk to me about it. So it's like I was getting, I was already getting ready for it. My friend told me about the period panties, la faja that she would wear would help her. So, you know, I feel like I. Wait, you'd learned about period panties when you were 13? Not period panties, but like we would to, in order to put your pad on, we would wear fajas to keep them close to our body because I like pads are uncomfortable, but we couldn't wear tampons because we were young. But wait a minute. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is the first time I ever hear of fajas for your period. Oh, for real? Yes. Like That's I wear primarily my- why I would use them was to like, I would feel bloated and it helped keep my pad close to my body so I didn't feel like I had a moving diaper around there. But that's the what the underwear is for. You're blowing my mind. Yeah, but the faja keeps it close to you. If you wear underwear, you have that whole pad wiggly woggly in there. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, I'm not saying that we were from the Jurassic era, but 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 pads have come a long way. Oh yeah, when I first got my period, the pad was a diaper. Yeah, it was Oh, and not 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 the pad that you get after you have a pregnancy. Oh, oh my God, we'll get there. <laughs> will, will we get there? 
The pads were crazy huge. Now we have thin, super absorbent, different textures. I, I even have a real specific, when it comes to pads, I have very specific taste for the kind of pad I want to use. Yeah. Because some of them are like plasticky and they stick to your hoo-ha and that's disgusting. I hate having to peel it off of there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? You know right? what the worst is? Okay, TMI. Trigger warning. Uh-huh. When you're wearing a pad and like the glue part that's supposed to glue to your underwear glues to one of your little pubes. Oh, yeah. The wing. Then, the wing. The wing. Gets and then you yank it. <laughs> Yeah. But as a general rule, I, I've been switching. I've been on a search for more eco-friendly period products for a while. And we and, and slowly but surely, we've there's a lot of new products that have blown my mind. Yeah. Because the here's the thing. The We're, period is already a traumatic experience that oh we have God. to repeat every month. Every month. And on top of that, the, the previous period alternatives were horrible because... We grew up in the era of pads and tampons. And that, to me, I didn't know about any other method. Like even when I was in the Girl Scouts and they were giving us the birds and the bees talk and they were talking about the period, the only period containment methods they taught us was pads and tampons. And when you're 12, the idea of a tampon is terrifying. Well, I wasn't allowed to have a tampon because that's for like when you're older, like when you're sen- when oh you're yeah because it breaks senorita. your hymen <laughs> right my mom was very like no you gotta use a pad you can only use a tampon when you start having sex well i remember the first time i put on a tampon because uh i was at the pool with my friend and we both had our period and we weren't swimming because we were wearing pads with our bikinis right we were kind of just sitting by the pool like just being miserable another friend of ours comes over and she's like get into the pool and we're like no we have our periods and she was like put on a tampon and i was scandalized i was like i'm sorry i'm only 15 years old i'm not allowed to wear a tampon right and she just started laughing she's like girl it's your vagina you're allowed to do whatever you want with it here put on this tampon she she pulls out a tampon right and you're like it is my vagina i was like i can't do anything i want with it right but then i'm like i look at her and she sees like that look in my eyes she's like you don't know how to put this on do you i'm like of course not so and that's what's so beautiful about when you're young and you don't really care about these things and you have these wonderful friendships like we all went to the bathroom like i remember having one leg on top of the sink and like keeping my balance and then walking me through like, okay, now feel it with your fingers. Well, it had, it had like pictures on it too. You remember the tampon packaging? Well, had she, pictures. Gave me, she gave me the one without the applicator. Oh, just the cotton Just thing? the cotton. Yeah, the oh OB God, the that's OB tampon. You can't, that can't be your first tampon. That was my first tampon, Yeesh. baby. It was a mission. I bet. And then finally it was on and I was like, whoa. I can go swimming. <laughs> and you're like this the little mermaid. Is a <laughs> yeah. It is a game changer, uh, for sure. But also, fun fact, the water stops your period. Yeah, you don't have like, to necessarily you could potentially wear not wear anything. Right. And then just just be quick to like fix yourself when you get out. <laughs> That's the part. <laughs> and not be afraid of sharks. Right. I refuse to wear a tampon or a pad anymore since I discovered well, two things. First, my journey started with the period panties. And I had seen that and I was like, oh, that can't be. That's, Me too. I was, I was a skeptic. Real. 
But like I was saying before, like, okay, so on top of the of the emotional mess that you are every month with your period, on top of the fact that you're in pain, I was also being f- feeling very guilty about how much pollution the period makes because tampons and oh, yeah. pads, you use them one time. They're made of plastic. They get bleached. The process of making pads and tampons itself, like the factories, are super pollutant because they have to be disinfected and use all these chemicals. And then you toss them and you can't recycle them and they end up in the landfill. So like that thought was like haunting me because how many years of my life am I going to contribute to the landfill in so many ways? Right. It's really crazy when you start to break down all the contributions you make towards like pollution because it's all the single use things every period you're using what i I don't know 15 pads 20 pads i don't know depending on how often you're changed in them in a a matter of a week right and i don't even want to talk about diapers (laughs) exactly like what the hell so when i when when the period panty thing started coming out i was i was a little bit skeptic about it and I put it to the test one time that I had my period and we were going to a music festival. I put the period panty and I put on a tampon. And by the time we got to the music festival, I was like, fuck it. This is it. I went flying solo with the panties and it was a game success, changer. Yeah. It was a success. It's so incredibly amazing. Yeah. And they make some really nice looking ones and yes, ones that like, that are you cute. Know, are nice to your body. Yeah. Y unas que son como un chorcito. Mm-hmm. And they like they're tight, you know, because yeah. it, that's why when you said about the faja, the faja thing. it called my attention because sometimes when you're having period pains, wearing something that pr- uh, puts pressure on your uterus, it helps. it helps with the pain. Yeah. So the period panties actually helps with the pain because the elastic is kind of tight. And that's the kind of fajas we I would wear. We're right. like el- elastic, those like not the ones to make you feel, you know, to squeeze No, but just you a in, little bit of just, squeezing right. helps with the with the pain for some exactly. reason. Exactly. And, um, but the problem with the period panties, at least for me, was that then I was getting a lot of yeast infections. Porque no, como que, Too long. Yeah, right? como que the fabric is kind of, it's, it's, it stops the oxygen flow. Like, yeah. She needs to breathe down there. Right. <laughs> like, the first time you use a period cup, it's exactly what you would imagine. It's just, first of all, you need to get really comfortable with yourself yeah. to, to, like, touch yourself down there mm-hmm. and really like explore the best techniques to to do it but it does help you connect to yourself and it does help you feel a lot more comfortable around your body and it does have a learning curve of about three months before you get the hang of it so uh-huh. like the first couple of times i would pair it with a period panty just because i had leaks or like no me lo you hadn't bien. Gotten it right, right. It, yeah because it has its technique. you gotta get used, you, you to, gotta get used to it but yeah. When you are going to put it on, you fold it and it folds to about the size of a tampon. Mm-hmm. So you don't really, it's not like you're putting this huge cup uh, up. Well, uh, also, you know? it's meant to be flexible too. And like, yeah, you squeeze a fucking kid out of there. So give your body a little more credit. Like, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. And it's not going to get lost in there. Yeah. Because I was talking to a friend of mine too and she was like, but what if I can't uh, yank it out? I'm like, you'll be, it's not. It's not a deep cave of infinity yeah. <laughs> where things just get sucked in, never to be seen again. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Although I have a condom story. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Bueno, pero. But it eventually came out. So, like, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and now I have two kids. <laughs> 
In our never-ending search for period products and period relief, we found an oasis of information on putacupinit.com and interviewed the brains behind it. Amanda Hearn, founder of Put A Cup In It, a website and social platform dedicated to period education with a focus on sustainable period products like menstrual cups, discs, cloth pads, and period underwear. Driven by a desire to open the conversation and share the information she wishes she'd had, she has been a menstrual health advocate for more than a decade and is grateful to be a part of this incredible community and we are proud to welcome her as our first guest. It's interesting because we started, uh, me and Gabby started the conversation with cups. I wanted to, to start using one for a really long time, but I was always, and I'm talking about gears. I wanted to, to use one when I worked at my old job and, you know, I had uh, asked people about it, but then Gabby kind of walked me through it, talked to me, and I actually followed you and someone else who, who does kind of the same thing to kind of, and they amped me up to get one. And then Gabby was kind of like the, the last person who was like, I love it. I use it all the time. I use a cup all the time. Even the period panties, she got me onto all of that. And I recently started, but how, what was your, how did you get into this? How did you first? Uh, um, so my middle child was born premature. And so I was looking at like lots of things to reduce toxins and just, you know, keeping her as safe as possible. And so I joined like a message board of other parents who were doing like more organic stuff and things like that. And so I started researching cloth diapers and I used that on my daughter. And then the women that were on this group started talking about cups. And I was like, that's way too much for me. That does not sound like something I'm into. Um, because I definitely had a lot of shame around periods. Like I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't buy my own tampons until I was like in college and I had to, like, I didn't want to have anything to do with it. And like, I remember getting my first period, like my friend's house that I was at, she handed me a pad and I'm like, no, no, you're going to be able to see this. This is not happening. So I went straight to tampons. I wanted nothing to do with it. So to be talking publicly about periods is like, 14, 15 year old me, whatever. I can't remember what year it was, but like she would be dying. She'd be dying. <laughs> so um, yeah, anyway, so I'm on this board. I heard about them and I was like, this is not for me. And, but then I, I kept hearing them like talk about how comfortable it was. And like everyone kept using like the term like life-changing and I'm like, okay, okay, sure. But they just kept like, I mean, it wasn't pushy, but like someone else would come on the group and they'd be like, oh my God, I tried a cup this is really amazing. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll try it. And uh, well, here I am. I think they really are amazing. It was a world of difference in the comfort. And that's not to say that there's not a learning curve. And it's definitely possible that the first cup you try isn't going to be for you. Those things definitely happen. But for me, it was just, even when my first cup wasn't perfect, it still worked enough. And it was very obvious to me that it was just, it was just so much different than what I had been taught about, which was pads and tampons. And that was it. So that's, I just never looked back. Did you come from like a conservative background? Is that why it was so taboo uh, to talk about periods? uh, I mean, I have lots of issues with my mom and her parenting style. Um, So she, she had her own issues. And so I wouldn't say it was like super conservative. There were times, but it was like not traditionally conservative. Um, I think that I personally, aside from just not maybe, um, feeling 
parented the way that I would have liked. Also just didn't really like connect with that. So like, I didn't want to shave. I didn't want boobs. I didn't want any part of any of it. So to have a period, I was like, mm, it just wasn't something I was into. And so talking about it was super off the table at that age. And it's never um, been painted yeah. in like that light either. I think all of us are kind of like, it uh, grew up the same way. What I feel like, man, when I heard about, when I saw people using cups, I was like, God, this is so uh, advanced. I didn't, I was like, wow, period <laughs> I technology. It, I thought it was very, I thought it was very anti-Hispanic. I was like, there's no way that my super <laughs> conservative Venezuelan female family members would be okay with me inserting objects into myself like that. I mean, that's definitely a sentiment that I hear quite a bit or I like read, you know, in people's comments, like people are definitely, I mean, there's, there's so much, there's so much tied to the idea of like purity and sexuality. And it's really, there's nothing sexual about a period. You know, it's, it's just, it just is what it is. It's just a function that we have. And um, I, but I do, I do think that there's a lot of people that struggle with that, especially if there's a, a strong, like, I'm going to say purity again, like that type of sentiment around, you know, any sort of touching at all, um, that definitely comes up. That's interesting because I always wondered, like, what advice would you give somebody, uh, like a teenager or, or, or a mom that has a teenage girl, like Delina has two daughters. So when they become mm -hmm. a teenage, you know, how would you give advice to somebody who has young girls or somebody who's a virgin and wants to try a cup, like, is it okay? I mean, I think it's absolutely okay. I do think that it needs to be a sensitive conversation. I mean, the opinionated headstrong me wants to be like, there's nothing sexual about it. Like you shouldn't, it shouldn't be stigmatized. It's, it's kind of ridiculous in a sense, but at the same time, people have different upbringings. We have different you know, religious backgrounds, different cultural backgrounds. And so it's not, it's not as cut and dry as we would like it to be sometimes, you know, it's just, it's just not. Um, but I think that just trying to get people to understand that, like, I mean, do what you're comfortable with, do what works for you. And if, if that's something you're not comfortable with, that's okay. Um, but I definitely would listen to the information around you, make decisions based on what you're really comfortable with. And, um, I don't know. It's, it's a delicate situation. I mean, yeah. my, my base advice is that it's just not, it's not a sexual thing. So there's nothing to really worry about in that stuff, but you know, you kind of have to weigh your own comfort level, you know, how you're going to feel about um, maybe others' perceptions, even though I know that shouldn't be part of it when you're young, it just is. Um, and sometimes even when we're older, it just is. So you just really have to kind of listen to yourself and, you know, go with what you feel right with and, and look for information sources that aren't going to be pushy. I know it can, <laughs> it can be hard um, because I definitely know that cup people can come off really strong and pushy. And I think it comes from a place of like, they were there too. Like I said, I, the fact that I'm talking about periods now, like my teenage self would have died, would have died. Um, so like, you know, when I share, I was there, like I get it. Um, and I think that that's what most people come from when they're sharing but it doesn't always feel that way when you're on the receiving end of that advice absolutely i mean i remember when i first got my period um i was on a beach trip and my mom wasn't there so it was my older cousin that taught me how to use a pad and i just it got ingrained in me she was like and when you dispose it you wrap it up really tight and you hide it with toilet paper and you shove it underneath the trash and so nobody can see it yep and like 
that routine first that's how I dispose of pads always like I would hide them and like double wrap them and like do like a whole thing so nobody can find out no we don't talk about the period you know yep so when I came across your website and all your wonderful tools I took uh the famous cup quiz and that's what decided that's what made me decide to get a cup for the first time so I want to know how did you design the famous beautiful amazing cup quiz you're very very sweet um so the cup quiz was um kind of the result of a lot of people coming in and being like what cup do I get because there's at the time there weren't as many on the market as there are now but there was still a lot and so it was still really confusing like I have a you know well you might not even know your cervix position at the time but like you know you've got something going on and like you're trying to troubleshoot all of these different things and so going through like a laundry list of questions just became really difficult to like manage on like any scale like you know if one person here or there is asking a question it's a lot easier than you know 20 people at a time or a day or whatever so the quiz is sort of it was going mentally through all of those questions that people ask and just trying to filter them and at the time you know choose the cups that were in the market and it's it's changed over time we've added more cups and things like that um i still try to keep it simple so each result kind of gives you like four to five different cup options that kind of fit your needs and um, some people complain that there aren't more cups on there but the, the point of the quiz is to make it as simple as possible to make that first purchase if you take the quiz and i give you 20 cups that's still overwhelming so i try to keep it as simple as possible and i'm okay with that i hope others are too um and just try to narrow it down and make it easy to to take that first step and to feel fairly confident that what you're getting is going to work for you of course it's not perfect because nothing can be but i think it's pretty darn close people seem to be happy with it and um we do have um, like a group and things like that that can help further troubleshoot because sometimes you don't know as much about your anatomy and your period before trying a reusable product because um, when tampons and pads absorb all of the fluid you kind of have a different perception of it than the way it looks on a reusable product so um, sometimes oh, your answers kind of change a little I'm sorry what was that <laughs> I was saying absolutely I freaked out the first time I used the cup and saw all that blood, and I hadn't realized the amount of blood that you bleed in your period, because I was always using tampons and pads. So that for me was like a huge shock of like, oh my gosh, it actually <laughs> fills up a cup. Well, yeah, and then if you have clots or anything like that, like they're there, so you actually see it versus it just being absorbed into something that you're kind of, not entirely hands off, but it's, you know, you're, you're a little more hands off, you don't have to like see it and it's, fullness so it's definitely a new experience the first the first time <laughs> i feel like seeing it was the most intriguing part for me the most terrifying part for me was how fast that cup got sucked up in there and then didn't come out like it's that but then i think that's the part i had the, the heart like it's the scariest part is like getting it out for the first time yeah, I think there's always that fear of like, is it going to get stuck? Like, will I be able to reach it? And I mean, for the most part, most people don't have a problem, but like, it's not impossible. Like if you have a really high cervix and you don't know that before trying a cup the first time, it's totally possible that you could get something that's too short and it might be difficult to reach. That would suck. And it's definitely happened to people before. It's not 
it's not the average, but like, I mean, things happen. So, um, I think they're very valid fears. And so the first time I think that unfortunately, like when you're tense and like nervous about stuff, it doesn't really help you. Like, you know, but. And that's what Gabby kept saying. She was like, you gotta relax. You gotta <laughs> yeah, relax. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying that's to. That's when the... somebody just looks you in the eye and goes, relax. Breathe. But then see, being up there for a while, I figured out how it's relaxed when it's relaxed. <laughs> you learn so much about yourself. And also I think it's wonderful that you have like a close friend to be able to talk to this stuff about and like to troubleshoot with because you can definitely feel more like comfortable being open and like just completely throwing it all out there. So oh, I, I, I think that's awesome. Instagram. I was like, yes, <laughs> I can help. Watch this. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. She sent oh, me have- videos and everything, even though I know, I know you, uh, uh, you do put videos out and like go over things over and over again. Cause I mean, even like the tabs, the size tabs and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's so many like little variations and some like, I don't know, like some things, it, it can be such a small change. Like I've had some cups that I swear they look the same and I can, I, I generally find that I can wear most cups to at least some degrees of success because they're all fairly similar shape. Not all of them, but like for the most part, but like I had this one brand, it's a really popular brand. I cannot for the life of me figure out why I would have any issues, but it always gives me the teeniest, tiniest link. And I'm like, it's so frustrating because I cannot pinpoint why it's doing it. So, I mean, like just the tiniest differences in fit can, it can definitely make a difference. And so I think that, um, (laughs) when you're first starting, like that stuff's all really overwhelming, which is again, where the quiz came from is just trying to help like, well, I do know that that particular cup is firmer. So I don't know if my, if I was squishing it or I don't even know what was going on, but, um, I do, I do prefer a softer cup. I know that. So maybe that is what it is. I haven't thought about that in a while, but, um, yeah, just trying to figure out what works for you. I think that's, that's a big hurdle. And then that of course leads into the, how do I get it in? How do I get it out? Cause if it's a real soft cup, it might be harder to get in and you know, then you get stressed out. And, and I think another thing, um, just a total kind of like sidestep there is that I think sometimes people will try a cup or they think about trying it and they're like so stressed out that like they're going to fail at it or something. And like, there's no failing at it. Like, I mean, it's, it's a whole new thing. And I think you have to be kind of easier with yourself and let yourself like figure it out however long that takes or however much time you're willing to put into it. And if it's not that much, that's okay too. Like there's no right or wrong with any of this stuff. It's really about what, what works for you and what you're comfortable with. I was going to say, uh, can you tell us a little bit about like how it's cause, cause not only is it better for you right because there's a toxicity of the the tampons that mm-hmm. you can the chemicals. the chemicals but like also uh it's better for the environment right yeah absolutely i mean cups can be used for up to 10 years with like good care and i've definitely heard of people who have used theirs for longer so um i don't know of any brands that say it's okay to use it for longer but um i mean i've definitely heard that um, and as long as the material hasn't degraded my understanding is that it's safe to continue to use. So that's a help. I've heard some people like be like, oh, well, you have to wash it. So you're using water, but there's a lot that goes into the production of tampons and like disposable pads and stuff. So I don't think it's any comparison in the end. Um, I think it's a, it's clearly better for the environment. And then um, to the, you know, the composition of like tampons, especially they're made from like 
little like synthetic fibers, which can like leave little cuts inside, like microscopic cuts. And um, I didn't realize when I first started, because I had started to read about them. And then when I used a cup for the first time, I realized that I had like no vaginal dryness at all. And I was like, what the, what is this? And I realized it was because of the, well, one, all of the absorbing of the, you know, all vaginal moisture from tampons, but the, because of the like micro abrasions and stuff, like it's upsetting your vaginal environment. And so with a cup, it's not doing that. And so personally, I found a huge change in like my vaginal health just because like, I didn't realize how much they were drying me out. And like, it was crazy. It was definitely eye-opening. To me, to me, the cup also helped a lot of, of, uh, TMI, uh, of self-exploration. Cause I had never ever explored anywhere down there. To me, it was like in, out, good night. <laughs> That's it. We don't go there. You know that, you know? So ever since I started using the cup, I feel so much more comfortable with my own body. And I feel like my self-esteem a little bit in, in a weird way, you know, like getting to know myself down there has like made myself appreciate more. That's definitely something I tell people when I recommend um, a cup. Amanda, I wanted to ask you, the cervix moves, WTF. Unfortunately. <laughs> I, like I said, I've been more comfortable exploring down there and I cannot for the life of me understand what I'm feeling. Can you give us a better idea on how to measure your cervix, how to figure out where it is? Okay, well, first, I totally agree with what you said about it being beneficial and helping to like get to know yourself better and the confidence that comes with that. Um, I, I had the exact same experience and I think I've heard that echoed from a lot of cup users, um, and disc users and stuff too. Um, but, um, as for finding your cervix, <laughs> if you have a very high cervix, it's definitely possible that you might not be able to reach it. It, there are those that have very high cervixes and that's just one of those things. Um, but your cervix does move. And so it'll move up or down, um, depending on where you're at in your cycle. So it's definitely a good idea. Um, if you're trying to learn how to find it, like you can try during different times of your, your whole cycle, like throughout the whole month and just see like where it's located, if you can reach it, um, if you can. So I usually describe it as like the vaginal wall sort of feels like the inside of your cheeks, sort of. It's like smooth and like, Sometimes there's like a ribbed area. I can't remember what it's called. There's a term for it. Um, and that's not your cervix. Your cervix is also smooth, sort of like the inside of your cheek, but it's like firm. So like it's got more of a firmness like your nose, but it feels smooth and like, it's like a mucusy. It's not really mucus, but I don't know how to explain it. Um, right. Just feel the inside of your cheek. Um, it's something like that, but it's like firm. And like, really, it's going to be the only thing in there um, other than like the sides of the walls, but like it's going to be the only thing that's like, feels like it's coming into it. I don't know. It's hard to explain without like visuals. Um, but if you have, if like, if your cervix is, oh, there's also like a, a hole in the tip of it. So it's like an itsy bitsy donut, but if you've had a baby, it could not be round. So, um, it could, you know, be, um, sort of like straight across or it might be like, um, really kind of any little shape, like, cause there could be scarring or stuff from having your cervix stretched out for a head. Um, <laughs> so it might feel a little bit different, which does also make it a little complicated, but it's really the only thing in there. Um, and um, trying to think anything else. 
Oh, you can get your finger around it too. I think that's something that people don't realize. I think some people think that the cervix is just like the end of the vaginal canal and like, that's it. But depending on how your cervix sits, like it could like kind of dangle into the vagina. So like you, you know, maybe able to work your finger around your cervix um, without like, you know, going up into your uterus, obviously like, you're still in your vaginal canal, but it's like, yeah. Um, that one I've seen people like my mind. No, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> It just all depends on how your cervix sits and like if it's tilted, it might be like a little harder to reach depending on which way it's tilted. And that also plays into like where your cup sits. People do ask, and I've seen some misinformation, like of people saying that you can't use a cup if you have a tilted cervix. That's not true. I mean, um, it's going to change how you wear your cup. Like for me, um, how I mentioned, you can like reach around your cervix, like with your finger. I put my cup in and like, I kind of go around my cervix to make sure that like it's sort of sitting in my cup a little bit because mine is tilted and that way I know like I've got a good seal everything's going inside the cup um but if you have like as long as you've got the room and it's sitting below the cervical opening you're good um like that's it just needs to be below it and like you know touching the walls of the vagina all the way around so that there's a good seal there it's uh uh pictures help <laughs> Yeah, I know it's a, it's a hard it's a hard ask for a podcast, but I, but but you blew you blew our mind. Yeah, but it's hard, but it's hard for you for us too because we cannot see it while we're up there either. Okay, so that's like, true. Like, that's it, true. It, and, and and honestly, you have to go in there and 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 figure it out a little bit. Like it's, you know, it's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm 13 and I'm giggling at this. It's so weird to talk about this. You know um, what though? I feel like too having kids helps a little bit in the sense that once you have them, which uh, they are, you it you 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 yeah. know, you get to know yourself down there very well. I know. That's one of the things I remember. Like after like childbirth, um, you know, everyone's been down there at that point, so you're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very graceful time <laughs> oh my gosh yeah and then you're supposed to breastfeed in front of everybody oh my gosh it's like you know motherhood is wonderful but it's also not <laughs> it definitely comes with some surprises and just things that you never thought you'd be comfortable with for sure <laughs> yeah absolutely well listen i just started using cups so like one thing at a time okay <laughs> right but that's good that that'll get you ready for all the hands that'll be going up there if that uh, situation ever comes up we are yeah. adopting and getting another dog <laughs> yes good <laughs> so amanda what are some of the most asked questions or most common fears that you hear about from people um for fears i think definitely like am, am i gonna be able to get it out like is it gonna get stuck because i mean we've probably all, if we're looking for cup information, have heard the horror stories where someone, you know, got it stuck, had to go to the doctor. And I'm, I'm not, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened exactly in those situations. Um, my, my logic brain wants to be like, it can't go anywhere. So it has to come out. But again, I'm not there. I don't know the specifics. It's totally possible. I suppose that like, you know, if you have a cup that's, you know, too small for you and it gets stuck on your cervix or like, I mean, I suppose anything could potentially happen. Again, these aren't common things, but you hear about them. And so they definitely feed some fears. And as you know, as you guys mentioned, you can't see up there. So there's, it's, there's a lot of unknown and we don't like unknown things because, you know, you, there's no predictability in it. So, you know, until you try it out and get going, it's, 
it, it can be stressful and, you know, a little scary and that's totally normal. Um, I think definitely getting stuck is definitely the biggest one. Um, and, uh, common questions, I think, um, how to wash it and care for it, um, is definitely up there and just inserting it. Um, one that I see too, is like along with the washing and wearing, I've definitely seen some people that, um, cause like all the advice is like, you can wear it up for up to 12 hours. And I think that some people don't realize that you can continue wearing it. You just have to like wash it and then you can reinsert it right away. Um, so I think some people think that it's, um, like okay, you, you can't wear it. Again. I, the whole, I've been using it for like a year now and I've been giving myself 12 hour limits. Yeah, no, you can wash and put it right back in. <laughs> You just have, it just has to be cleaned at least. So I feel like the directions aren't as clear as they could be, but it's hard to, uh, yeah, it just has to be washed and it can go right back in, but you know, you just want to like empty anything and get rid of any potential bacteria. Um, just, yeah, it can go right back in. You don't have to have like a, a breathing room. Oh my goodness. I've been giving it a breathing room. I have an alarm, <laughs> like depending on what time I put it on, I'm like, okay, 12 hours. Yeah, it's totally fine to continue. Um, and so people ask about like sleeping and stuff too. It's totally safe to sleep in. I would say though that like if you like the 12 hours is the maximum wear time, not everyone's going to get 12 hours. If you have an extremely heavy period, you're going to have to empty it sooner. You might want to look for a larger cup so that you can get closer to that 12 hour period. Um, but um, yeah, you definitely have to at least wash it every 12 hours. And so that means that you theoretically, unless you have a very heavy period and know that you have to empty more often, you can wear it overnight. It's not a problem. Um, if, I mean, 12 hours would be a lot of sleep. So, <laughs> um, but some people do, I mean, I, I've definitely known people who fill a cup much sooner. So, um, you know, for them definitely wear backup if they want to use the cup overnight, but either way, like it, again, it's back to like what works for you. I mean, everyone's period and body is going to be different. So, um, it takes a, few cycles to kind of figure out like the flow, like to know how frequently you need to change it and all that kind of stuff. But once you get it down, you can be pretty comfortable with, you know, your own routine. Yeah, well, now, I, now that I know I'm going to be sleeping with it, that's, <laughs> that's for damn sure. Oh, it's definitely a perk. Yeah. <laughs> At least it is for me. Yes, because I was thinking like one of the perks is like, you don't like the blood is contained. So when you remove it and you wash it, like you, it sounds messier, but it really isn't, you know, you wake up and you no. don't have a carry at prom happening in your pajamas, you know? Well, yeah. And you get used to like, I mean, I, that's another fear too, is like the, like dealing with the blood. Is it going to be messy? Personally, I don't find it to be messy at all. Um, I empty it right on the toilet. I just spread my knees and I pull it out and I sort of like just go slow and then just tilt it down as soon as it gets out. And I don't have any problems. Um, my cup isn't usually like very full either. So that definitely helps. Um, but if you run into a problem where like your cup's like overflowing every time you empty it, I would empty it more frequently to prevent that. Um, and, or again, look for like a larger cup, assuming that like that allows for fit. So let me ask you this for me, one of the biggest appeals of switching to cups and period panties was the sustainable factor. Um, mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about how much you save in tampons and how much you help the earth with cups? I can't remember how many pounds of waste it is per person, but it's a lot yeah. like over a lifetime. Um, or even just the, if you're just looking at like the 10 years, um, of, you know, 
I don't know, for me, it was like, you know, an average size box of tampons, a period. So whatever that is times 12, you know, that would have paid for, gosh, I think they're pretty expensive now. So depending on what cup, maybe a few cups (laughs) over the course of a year. Um, I keep seeing that the prices are going up and up, which is bananas. And then you have the pink tax too. Yeah. it's, it's, it's ridiculous because you're going to buy these period products. It's going to happen to you every month for the majority of your lifetime. So to me, it was just, it was, it made sense to do one expensive purchase, which is not that expensive. Cups can be anywhere from like 30 something all the way to 50 something dollars. It's not that expensive. If you think about it. Yeah. Overall, I mean, I can definitely see, um, I mean, the time that I started using a cup, budget was definitely a huge concern. I mean, I use cloth diapers not only to, uh, on my daughter, not only to, um, to help reduce what she was exposed to, but it saved a lot of money. Um, it saved a lot of money. So when I went to buy a cup, you know, making that first purchase was a little steep, um, but it was well worth it. It paid for itself for sure. Um, and there are less expensive cups on the market that are like good brands that I would stand behind. Um, you know, I've seen, there's some that are available in the UK and there are websites that will ship from there that like some of them even have free shipping, I think, or they used to, um, that you can get them for like around 20. I've even seen some of some like Lena and stuff. I don't know if they still do the sale, but like I've seen them around 20 on Amazon. So you can definitely, if you like look around a little bit, find some good, you know, brands that have like good customer service behind them, which is what I tend to mean when I mean good brands. Like I don't, um, cups are such an intimate thing and people have so many questions. Like it's important to have a a brand that's going to stand behind it and help you out and help you through it. So, um, I look for brands that have like a real presence in that regard. So, but there are, there are less expensive options. It just takes a little looking. And you do have a lot of coupons on your website on putacupinit.com. I do. Yeah. We've worked with lots of brands to have, um, coupons to help make it a little easier to, again, you know, make that first purchase. Um, it's hard, it's hard to have the confidence in something that you haven't tried and that you do have fears, you know, surrounding, um, and it's so unknown. So, you know, hopefully those things kind of help just make it a little easier to, to give it a try. Hey, Amanda, how, how you said you had kids, how old are your kids? Oh gosh. Uh, (laughs) well, my son just turned 17. That's my oldest. And then my middle turned 14 and my youngest is 12. Oh, oh there nice. is you have a whole range. Age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you I think have, about? Yeah, go ahead. I have one. Um, she's currently using pads. That's what she's that's what she's into right now. So she's gonna kill me for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're not giving her we're not giving her Instagram account away. So she'll be all she'll just turn you, into a big red panda. what do you Um, think about that movie uh it's adorable I need to watch it again um I was like super tired when my youngest wanted to watch it so I only made it about through halfway before my brain just checked out and so I feel terrible because they were so excited to watch it but I was so tired so I need to watch again but the part that I saw I really enjoyed I like that they're tackling those topics and they're trying to make it kind of like approachable for, for younger kids. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people in my like Facebook feed and stuff talking about it and how like you can tell it's, it is opening up conversations and like 
people are like kind of being a little fierce with they're like this is you know crap we shouldn't be you know we should be able to just talk about these things i'm like yeah yeah you should this is great um so it's definitely nice to see that that's i love how the, the conversation has changed so much from when i was that age it's just it's a world of difference yeah it's inevitable we got to deal with it so we got might as well do the best we can with it upgrade yeah. our uh upgrade the way we handle it and everything talk about I mean, it there's, there's there's global culture shifts happening up, up, up with so many conversations the trans community the black lives matter so you know period talk matters too you know and, and there's so many women and girls out there that because of their period they suffer so much because they don't have access to proper yep. hygiene like girls in africa that can't go to school because they don't have pads so they have to stay home and, and be held back you know yeah i mean period poverty like i mean that's a it's a very real thing. And thankfully there are some organizations doing really wonderful things like advocating, you know, to help change that and to fight things like the pink tax and, you know, hopefully make products ac accessible in schools and things like that. There's, there's lots of people like doing the work on that. It's, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, the, it, it's amazing how it's all changed. It's, it's especially like the last like 15 years, I feel like the last 10 to 15 years is just like, People, I think people are just sick of it being this like shameful thing when it's just something that happens. Like we don't get a choice in it, you know? Um, I was actually just thinking about my daughter. Um, she had friends over and I came home like last week and there was like a tampon hanging on my coffee machine. I'm like, what is this? Who did this? And she's like, oh, my friend did that. And I was like, I mean, I would never have at that age, you know? And so just to like, they don't care it's you know it just is what it is and i like it brings like tears to my eyes thinking about it because like it's such a freaking change it's refreshing and it's yeah. so nice that there's not an ounce of like shame or embarrassment about it like it's awesome yeah yeah i mean just a few years back even nasa didn't understand the period like they were oh, God, yeah. in space. <laughs> they asked sally ryan like is 100 tampons enough for your one month in space oh god how are you gonna stop all this blood <laughs> i can't even imagine that had to have been did they just say that <laughs> you know like, I, I wonder what her face i wonder her. what her face did when they asked they her that did. they asked her look we got you a hundred tampons is that enough oh god see she should have she should have put a cup in it wasn't it like engineers or something that asked this like yeah, this is what they decided on or something i was like <laughs> they had a meeting about this and the result of the was we need at least 100 tampons. I don't know. Women, Periods, women, are man. So, women are so moody. I don't know if it's a good idea taking them to space, you know, but let's just make sure we have tampons. That's hilarious. Uh, to, to close out, I am starting to be very curious about the disc. Mm -hmm. But it seems scarier than the cup. Um, so I think one of the really nice things about a disc is that it sits differently in the vaginal canal. So if, if, if the fear of being able to reach it is keeping someone from trying a cup, I think that you'll have better success, at least, um, with the peace of mind aspect with a disc, because it tucks in just behind like the pubic bone, which is, um, I'm like trying to think like if you were to like feel inside it's like the once you get past like the bony area like it's like really close to the opening um so 
the chance of it like migrating up or anything is like less. So if you're worried about like deeply worried about not being able to reach, um, I think that's definitely something that would give people some peace of mind. Um, I used to not like just at all. Um, I, they are not my product of choice. Um, I find them to be messier and I don't want to deal with it. Um, because the, the bottom portion, which most brands call a catch is really flexible. And so when you pull the cup out, you know, it can kind of flex up, up into like where the rim is and stuff like that. And I just find that the blood's kind of like all over the surface of the disc. And I just personally don't like it. Um, I just, I don't find that as, um, clean and easy to remove and like, you know, just in and out. Um, but some people really love them, um, find them more comfortable. I do have, um, a couple brands now that I like the disc. And I think that I've, the reason is that they're smaller than the average ones. So the, the original discs that were on the market were all the same size. They were fairly large and I found them also painful to remove. Um, even though I've had three kids their the rims were just firm and like, they, they spring back to shape as you pull them out. So like, uh. it's big. um, so I didn't, I didn't care for it, but, um, there's some other brands like Luma and, um, Moonflees, their, their rims a little thick, the Moonflees is, um, and Cora, but they all have ones that are like roughly the same diameter, um, as yeah, they're roughly the same diameter and it's, um, much more comfortable. And I find that it like stays put better and all that stuff. So, um, I think that there's definitely a lot to explore there. And if, um, like if it's something you want to try, like I would totally do it. Um, I also have a quiz to help with that. Um, I do need to get back in there and add more discs because they keep flying on the market. Um, I know Salt released a new one, which looks great. Um, there's also the new Hello Disc, which is a different function. that has got like a different tab on it. Um, oh yeah, it looks like a Pepsi saw... can. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, I think Pixie is one. Theirs is uniquely shaped. It's got kind of more of a, um, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's got like a, like a curve in it a little bit different than any of the other ones on the market. So there's a few that I've um, been looking at. I need to get added to the resources, but um, the quiz had what was available at the time, which was not even very long ago. And then they all just came on the market like all at once, I swear. So um, that's there to help also kind of, at the very least help you narrow down like the size options um, to, to figure out what would work best for you there. Awesome, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take the disc quiz. Alina, I'll make sure to report back to you. Yeah, right out. And in the meantime, I'll continue trying to uh, work on that salt cup that I have currently. You know, it, it does practice. Practice makes you better. Like the first time, I feel like everybody's got to go through that scary first time to like get past it. And then once once you get past that, it's it's fairly easier. Oh, you well, at least you have a better idea of what to expect. I right. think that helps a lot. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that scared me the first time, Delina, just warning you, is uh, one time it popped open like a little while after it had been in there, and it kind of hit my bladder from behind. Oh man, <laughs> that's so like, good. <laughs> you know what though? I feel like the the honestly, after having all the stuff happen to my body while I was pregnant, like little things, like like it is kind of scary because you don't you you know it's fairly new, but I feel like the scariest part. And so far, I'm not saying that, that I don't, there's not going to be interesting situations going forward, but it's really like the suction, like you really underestimate how well your body like kind of 
once it's in there, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's, uh, it's harder to, I think it's harder for it to come out than people, people think. And, and people usually think it might get messy, which I feel like discs, I can understand why that would be a little messier, but cups, since you're kind of like wedging them out, yeah, it, it keeps everything nice and tidy. So I feel like those are the concerns that would most, I, because at first I was like, oh man, what happens if it flies out and all the <laughs> oh, blood no. gets everywhere? And it's like, that's not, how can that ever happen? That no, would never nice happen. Nice and easy. Nice yeah. and easy. <laughs> that would never happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> See, that's what well, can get scary for, for, for me is that there's a sneezing because you feel it <laughs> around a little bit. Right. Um, something I was thinking too, as you were talking is that like when it comes to, um, removal, um, depending on like how your body responds to periods, like if you're having a really swollen day, it could be a little more difficult to get it in and out because you, there's just extra like fullness. Wow. Um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I, I noticed that like sometimes on like my first day, it's like, it's like my uterus is just ticked off and like it's just not having it so like I definitely feel more swollen and so there's a little more like because I do use a softer cup like I said which can make it um you know a little more difficult when if you are swollen at all and the same thing when you go to remove like if I'm really swollen I notice that I kind of have to fold the cup in on itself a little bit more to like release the suction properly and to like move it out comfortably because it's just I'm my body's not having it with me um (laughs) so I mean, but again, you kind of learn your own cycle. You learn your own body and, you know, you, you get it, 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 you get it figured out eventually. So. Exactly. Well, I cannot wait for my next period. <laughs> I, <Well, can. laughs> I know. I know. Let's say, yeah, I uh, slow down. I'm honestly looking forward to my next one so I can sleep with the cup. I'm not even kidding. Okay. Well, that is a, pu- a plus. <laughs> Amanda, thank you so, so much for joining One Podcast Fits All. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. We appreciate it, Amanda. Thank you for having me. This was such a joy. Thank you. Let me tell you, one of the perks of being pregnant is no period. Okay? It's being pregnant sucks, but you know what doesn't suck? Not having to deal with your fucking period. I mean, especially while you're pregnant. Are you kidding me? What a fucking shit show that would be. But wonderful. <laughs> the thing that does suck after pregnancy, the pad we used to get back in the day, not nothing compared to the boat you get of a pad when you have after your birth, after you, you know, push them out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because then it's just the whole fun party downstairs. Oh, my God. Yeah. While you recover. Before you got to get back to work, you know. Jesus, bro, ¿cómo hacen las mujeres en estos países where, where they, they give birth and they go right back to work the same day working in a rice field or whatever? Like, that is yeah, it's admirable. Insane. Like, listen, I want to talk about the olden days. Like, we when we would get our period, they used to throw us in a cave for a week. Like, please, throw me in a cave for a week. I'll take it. Well, actually, that still happens nowadays in a lot of places. Part of, of my period saga is to try to investigate period causes for women around the world because it still happens in a lot of places in in developing countries where women and young girls don't have access to period hygiene. So they miss class or they miss work because they can't leave their house basically because they just can't contain their periods Mm -hmm. and that sets them behind 
compared to the men in in their village or in their area. So it it, it puts an obstacle where it shouldn't be. Like we sh- everybody should have the right to everybody should have a, have to access, access. exactly. And, yeah, I feel like. You know, it sucks to have to say like, oh, the women, as women, we're like a more, you know, there are a lot more products that we have to use. But like, yeah, I mean, period shit alone, like, you know. And we have to deal with the whole pink tax, which applies to any product uh, focused towards women. Right, which is bullshit. Which is bullshit, like the pink razors. Like, I don't need my razor to be pink. I don't need all my products to be pink. But on top of that, uh, period products also get taxed. Right, which it shouldn't be. Which it shouldn't be because it should be a basic uh, biological necessity for us because it's not something that we choose. Like, I can't choose to not have my period. Yeah, I'd love to not have to have my period. Well, let me rephrase that. There's a pill out there that you can take and it'll stop your period for X amount of months, but... I personally don't feel comfortable with that type of of method. Another loop of this is we also grow up to hide our periods and to be not afraid of the period, but it's it's a taboo, you know? Like in the 90s, period commercials had that blue liquid right into the pad. Yeah. So so it was like or or like uh, have you know how you see like detergent commercials and when they talk about cleaning blood, it's blood on a t-shirt? Mhm. When in reality, what they're talking about is period blood because accidents happen. Right. So we're comfortable with blood on a T-shirt. Like (laughs) this person got murdered. Yeah. But you're going to go ahead and clean the blood out of his shirt instead of just saying what it is. Just saying what it is. Yeah. It's taboo a little bit. So luckily those things are changing. I feel like for your daughters, probably they're going to have a much bigger wealth of knowledge, especially starting with you, that you can be more open about these subjects. Because I remember... When I got my first period, none of my family members, my mom, my tias, like they didn't really give me a whole spiel about it. They just taught me how to contain it. Mm-hmm. Like I was never really sat down and explained what that means. It was like, I died una mujer, put on this pad. Right. That was it. So to me, I was like, what does it mean que ya soy mujer? Right. There was no, yeah, I mean, because they didn't want to get into specifics and stuff. I feel like on the opposite side of the spectrum, I might be too real. I may need to dial it back a little bit when I, I'm not, I definitely not looking forward to having to deal with two additional women in my household with periods. Not looking forward to that. Yeah, but not talking about it. But right, but not help. exactly not talking about it doesn't help. And um, I'm very real with them. Some of the words that my oldest says, I don't even give us an example. No. She went to the sink the other day and I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I just kept hearing pendant. And I'm like, a pendant? What? What a pendant? I get closer to her and she's like, I'm being independent. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. Uh, Thank you. That's great. You are being independent. That's a really big word. I'm really glad to see you using independent correctly. What is independent? What does independent mean? She goes... Me doing things for myself. And I was like, oh my well, God. very good. I was just blown away by it. I was like, all right. <laughs> Fast forward 10 years. What are you doing? Putting on a pad for myself, mother. Yeah. Wow. I'm oh my menstruating. God. I know. That's going to be. But I will definitely be open with them. And I, I would rather them come to me and we have a conversation and we just have open door policy. No 100%. judgment. And you know what? I wish that people would also explain this to men, too. 
Um, yeah. I, I feel very lucky that I have a husband that was very close to his mom. Mm-hmm. So she would send him to buy pads for her <laughs> when he she got couldn't. Used to it. And he got used to it. Y no le da pena, yeah. you know? My husband was raised by a single mom, too. There pretty much. Go. So he had to deal with his fair share of stuff. So, but, but you know, I, stuff. I just get very tired and very like, ugh. When I say a period comment in front of a group of men and I get the ho, ho, ha, he, ho. Yeah, like, bro, we're too old for that shit. Yeah, bro. I said the, the other it's day. It's a day. It's some daily thing. It's a monthly thing. Yeah. For us. I don't know w- what I was the other day that I mentioned like, oh, no, it's just that I have my period today. So I don't feel well. And this dude would, oh, oh, TMI, TMI. I'm like, why? Why are you scandalized? I'm not asking you to imagine it. And I'm not describing <laughs> anything graphic. Right. I just said, no, I don't feel too well today because I, I'm on my period. Right. But when you see, and treat me kindly today, yeah. you know, that's Which it. Which leads me to the next thing. I really wish, men, I really wish that one t- at one point in our lives, we can switch roles with a man. And they can just feel what it's like to be, to have their period or to have a child. Because have you seen those videos of, of, of the them men wearing they- the belts? Yeah. That, right. Like, yeah, give every man, a man an opportunity to feel that because they think we're being overdramatic, but it's really in- insane. And the, the, the play on your hormones. Mm-hmm. God, I don't even want to get into the hormone situation where you get pregnant, but like, just your period's effect on your hormones and all mm-hmm. of that madness that that creates. And then add that to the pain because I, I, I'll i tell my husband, it feels like if somebody reached their hand up into my uterus and started wringing it like you wring yeah. a, a, a piece of cloth, mm-hmm. like that's what the period pain feels like. Like imagine having to deal with that as you're going and walking through your day. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you do that day, whether you're sitting or working out or walking or waiting for the bus, the pain is there when you're passing a blood clot that's like when it hurts the fucking most or even in your sleep you still feel it throbbing in your sleep it's it sometimes gets to be unbearable yeah and then on top of that to have to deal with misogynist comments like oh why are you being crazy you must be on your period period. to make it into a jab it's okay to talk about it but when i bring it up to try to cope with what I'm feeling at that moment. Yeah. Oh, TMI. Right. No, bro. Either we can talk about it or we cannot talk about it. Right. Pero, pero, pero entonces, a tu conveniencia. You can use it to attack me. Mm-hmm. Which, if you guys didn't know, don't tell a woman, are you on your period, as I reply to her being snappy. Yeah. That's yeah, not, that's uh, super. That's hack anyway. Like if you're telling that joke, get the fuck out of here. Right, exactly. Uh, go back to the eighties. Yeah, like it's go back to your writing uh, journal and yeah, kill yourself. I re- I do honestly feel that it does get to a point where like we should be able to call out and say like, look, I have my period today and it's the first day or second day and I'm not feeling good and it be, it'd be best it it'd be in the best interest of the company and I for me to stay home today. You know what I mean? Take a day off. Exactly. My husband will do it. He, he he knows he obviously we've been together for twelve years. He he knows my cycle, so when I'm getting like that, he'll like bring me a little chocolate, and he's like, hey. I, I got you this prescription medicine. Treat. He calls it prescription. And he's like, is this, is this what you want? And I'm like, oh, yes, this is it. He's like, should I uh, tread lightly? Is this day one? I'm like, yep. And he knows. Nice. And good, he, good. Yeah. He gives me my something sweet and my space. 
And then if I'm feeling like crying, he lets me cry. I also do have a sense of relief when I get the period because that means you're not pregnant. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like it's like it's all these different emotions, right? Yeah. You hate it. It's terrible. It's gross. But, the but same you're counting time, down the days. My body's working. It's doing what it's supposed to do. So it's a relief in that sense, too. Mm-hmm. It's also a relief after you've been crazy for a couple of days going, oh, yeah. That's why. That's why. I'm not clinically insane. I'm just PMSing. If TMI has been something to this point, this next part, you may you should have not have arrived to this point. <laughs> have you ever had period sex? The in my embarrassing story of period yes, is like yes, yes, I have. having a, an encounter for the first time and then whoop, there oh, it is, old faithful. Yeah, that sucked, <laughs> but it kept going. I mean, right? Exactly. Uh huh. At, At this point, point, like yeah. Listen, there's always a point of no return. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. You've That's taken all gonna... me to the point of no return. To the point of no return. Uh, uh, that, uh. That's all I want to say about that, bro. You, listen, sometimes it happens and you have the conversation beforehand. And you put the towel and down. And you put the towel down. Yeah. And the towel doesn't make it. And it does, Just listen. Forget about the towel. It doesn't help. It doesn't make a difference. It will get lost in the action. We're going to have to be hosed down afterwards anyway. Yeah, there's no way to control it. Yeah, whatever. Love it or leave it. Gabby G. Uh. Yo soy Dice Geek. Yes, there's one podcast records, baby. Let's go. Uh, uh. Desde el momento en que te vi Sentí que me iba a divertir You never met a girl like me Me, me, me Esta noche, baby, no vamos a dormir oh. Pero comienzo a sentir algo dentro Cruzo las piernas y pienso en silencio Me meto en el baño para ver lo que pasa Respiro profundo y me siento en la taza. Ay, ay, ay. Tarjeta roja me bajó. Aquí la fiesta se acabó. Tarjeta roja me bajó. Mi panty nueva se manchó. Juntos mucho tiempo ya no me pongo tan sexy. Este sentimiento ya no viene mucho, baby. Es nuestro momento, la niñera ya cobró. Solitos en la cama, solamente tú y yo. Dame un segundo, algo malo está pasando. La luna, la vampira, la roja me está bajando. Tenemos una hora, date prisa, ¿qué pasó? Busca la toalla que vamos a ponerlo low. Disfruta de la vida y dale duro sin pensarlo. Tenemos confianza, solo hay que aceptarlo. Oh, pero comienzo a sentir algo dentro. Me dejo llevar por el movimiento. Me pongo yo arriba como una batalla. Lo que no quería se fue la toalla.
más por aquí. Ay, me duele todo. ¿Quieres un chocolate? Ay, qué rico. Thank you so much for listening to the last episode of our season two. To follow Amanda Hearn and to take the cup quest, go to putacupinit.com or find them on Instagram at putacupinit. As for us, we'll be back soon. Please subscribe, share, and rate our episodes on all platforms. And follow us on social media for announcements and season three updates. I am Anna, the producer, and this is One Podcast Fits All. Bye.